And good morning, Hoosier Nation, and welcome to another exciting, another invigorating, another let's keep it going for five more games edition of Hoosier Morning After. This is Hoosier Morning After Ohio State. Last night, your Indiana Hoosiers go on to beat Ohio State at home, 86-70, to 70, improving the record of IU to 15-6 and six on the season. Uh, where's that put us in Big Ten? Sorry, I didn't have that up. That puts us at 6-4 and four in, in the Big Ten, kind of sitting at, a, at an interesting tied space with, I think, Illinois and another team. Uh, we get the top spot in that because of our record with those guys. But anyways... Trending up in a way that we really want to see this season and this Big Ten season getting going. And and what an interesting and fun game that was last night, too, though, for, for the Hoosiers. Jalen with just a monstrous start to the game, hitting threes with ease and just getting whatever shots he wanted to. And and just quite quite the game, quite a, quite a beautiful game to see. I I was at my, uh, one of my oldest daughter's birthday parties, and, and I kind of lost track of time and didn't really see uh, that the game had started, was hoping to get home in time to, to, to watch the game live. But uh, out of just reflex, uh, we all have those reflexes as to uh, when we pull our phone out, there's an app that will open up or anything, everything. But on game days, for me, that's Twitter. I'll always go on Twitter, see what new reports are and everything like that. Lost track of time, didn't realize the game was going on. So I already spoiled the game for me. So I just kind of kept watching along and and did get that little streak at the end spoiled for me where that was going to develop and at what time that was going to hit and watching it and knowing that it was going to happen uh the telecast put an interesting stat up right before that happened uh right before we go on that streak indiana was shooting 38 percent from the field uh then we go on that run and they end the half at uh, 49 percent from the field with a 16 point lead so Amazing what that little streak at the end uh, with about three, four, five minutes maybe left in the first half can do for IU and and the numbers. Uh, Second half, Trace Jackson Davis kind of really got going. uh, We kind of kept Ohio State at arm's length the rest of the game, only allowing it to get as close to about 11 early on in the beginning of that second half. And then we kind of spread it out to 15 and just kind of stays at that 15 for the rest of the game, just an exciting game overall, a game that, that we needed to have for this team uh, and a uh, just continue to do great things and what we want to see for this team. I'm your host, Chad Swartzkopf, here with you always. Thanks for being here with us. Martha the Mop Lady with me as well. Martha, your opening thoughts on this game. Uh, yeah, uh, another another really solid performance you know, to you mentioned just you know getting the report that that Jordan wasn't going to play shortly before the game. It's it's one of those situations where you know you're wondering you know how we're going to respond to, and obviously Jordan, you know his contributions have been, you know he's had some great games. He's had some games where he struggled, but still you're you're missing one of your guys. You're missing one of your brothers, and and you're wondering how this team's going to respond to to that, to more change, to more adversity, and and. You know, when when the game started, it was it looked like it was going to be a really competitive game. I mean, keep in mind it was tied at twenty nine apiece with with about five and a half minutes left in the first half. So it, it looked kind of really back and forth. We were out of the gate a little slow. We weren't shooting the ball to your point all that well. But but to see us kind of a breakthrough and finish 
you know, finish the, the, the half, uh, you know, Ohio State not scoring a point from that five-and-a-half-minute mark, us gaining that 15-point 15, 15 lead. And just really just, you know, second half, we just, you know, we did what we needed to do, right? We kept them, you know, they were scoring points. Our defense, I thought, wasn't, you know, it's not as good as it's been. It was good enough, and it was good enough to keep them, you know, at that distance. So, all in all, I thought start to finish, and we saw some contributions from guys that we haven't seen contributions from, and I'm sure we'll get into that. But a lot of good things to come out of this, and it's good trends at this point, right? We're now talking about four or five wins in a row, where some of this start, some of this, some of these things are you're starting to see them become a trend rather than oh man, this is just an outlier game. Can we put two back-to-back games together? So I think that's the encouraging thing is as we go into a game where you know we travel to, are we going to a week? Excuse me, where we travel to a, a pretty hot Maryland Maryland squad, and then at home against our rival Purdue. So it's a good time to be playing well. Yes, yes, very much is. And you mentioned Jordan there. Yes, Jordan was in his street clothes and, and had a bit of a walking boot on, which uh, was, was tough to see and everything. Could be partially explaining the, the lulls we've had from him of recent. Maybe there's been something nagging him that we were unaware of, but it allowed for some interesting substitutions and some interesting guys uh, getting a little bit more of a run and um, kind of affected a position that we didn't expect to see. Uh, a lot of people I saw tweeting saying, uh, Caleb Banks was in there a lot more because we were missing Jordan and everything, but Banks was playing at the three for the most part when he got in there. So that wasn't necessarily for that. But since I mentioned him, let's go ahead and maybe talk about Banks. Banks getting an extended run in this. We haven't really seen him play very many minutes or, or much even at all for, for quite a long time. And I have to go back to see when he did, but he got 12 minutes in this game, um, 15 points. Oh, no, not 15. Excuse me. Well, like I'm getting my stats up. Five. Five points, yep. And uh, ended up with uh, just one of those games that he's just one of those guys that's just aggressive out there. He he just kind of a workman kind of kind of player, just puts on his hat and just, just goes to work. Um, got to the line two times, and that kind of shows that as well. His aggression uh, on the offensive board and to get up there, uh, just liked what I saw from him. What did you think of Banks? Yeah, I, I think I, along with everybody else, was really surprised to see, you know, when when, when it showed up that he was in the game, um, you know, for a couple of reasons. One, I, I was surprised that, that he entered over C.J. Gunn. You usually saw C.J. Gunn as kind of the first uh, first young guy, freshman, if you will, outside of, of the two that, that, that generally play, come off the bench. And Caleb's minutes have been, you know, pretty slim since the early season in the game. So I, I was surprised, but, but it, it – it, it eventually and quickly turned into a pleasant surprise, right? I mean, Ohio State, and, and I kind of get it when you, when you think about it. Ohio State's pretty, pretty big, pretty physical, pretty thick. They've got long, athletic guys, and I think Caleb, you know, when you compare him to C.J. Gunn, he gives you a better body against a team like that. So, so I, I certainly understand that, and I think you know, it's you here. It's cliche, right? It's it's the next man up mentality. But when you lose a guy like Jordan, who's going to step into that spot and, and provide, you know, those minutes, that athleticism off the bench? And it was Caleb's time. And and it's encouraging to see that on a couple fronts. You know, one, it's it's you, you, we've seen the unsteady play that we've gotten from guys like, you know, Tamar. And at times, well, while Geronimo, Jordan's certainly kind of turned a corner, you know, he's been known to have some streak in him as well. So it gives you another option, right? If he can come in and play against like that again against a team like Ohio State, who is athletic like that, it gives you another option off your bench. But 
you know, he mentioned it after the game. It was a situation where it's been really hard for him, right? And, you know, hopefully this gives him some confidence because when you look at what we lose at the end of the season, he's gonna he's he's going to be a guy that's going to be a contributor moving forward. And, you know, the college basketball of today, it's you've always got options. It's it's I I need it now. So to give a guy like him some minutes, some confidence, I think it bodes well for where we're going. Yeah, and I, I someone even posted on Twitter talking about him saying that uh, reminds him of how we kind of first looked at Jordan Geronimo, just just excited about the ceiling and the possibilities that may come from from this player as he continues to to move along. And and, and again, he's one of those players for IU that uh, we're not going to see exit away from this squad early. Uh, but is going to be with us for a long time to just kind of build on and just kind of be one of those players that just does things for us and 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 continues to to grow each year uh, that he's on the team. Two more freshmen, obviously, that we need to talk about uh, in this game doing really well. Uh, next, obviously, let's get the best one out of the way. Uh, Jalen Huchifino finishing with 20, uh, 20 points in the first half, 24 on the game. Um, another stat that's just amazing to look at on his is just one turnover in the game. And I think the real big storyline, obviously, is all that three-point shooting he did. Uh, ends six for nine from the field for three-pointers. If he can continue to make shots like that for IU, it's danger time uh, for the for IU's opponents. I mean, if he can facilitate like he can and get shots like that. And I think in this game, what felt different about it Besides one or two, he they didn't feel forced. A lot of his shots, especially in the first half, they weren't forced. He wasn't trying to, to shoot it too early. It was in the flow of the game. It was uh, what, what he needed to do. He let the game come to him. We say that very often about a lot of different players on this team, but that was the case for Jalen in this where he wasn't forcing the issue. What, what were your thoughts on Jalen's fantastic game? It, uh, it reminded me his, you know, him getting that hot from from three point range. It reminded me of of days of old of, of you know Jordan Halls and and you know when you'd see those guys on in, on in big moments in Assembly Hall get, get really really hot from three and it just you know you knew when when you got a clean look that there's a good chance it's going down. Just you know feeding off the crowd and just the momentum involved with it. Uh, it just feels like we haven't seen something like that from from an IU guy in a while. So that was, you know, and we've talked a lot about our struggles from three. So just to see, you know, a young kid have that type of performance, I, I, I thought it was awesome. Um, and really, when you look at the game, it was really the difference. When you look at Ohio's struggles from three and when you look at what we were to, able to accomplish from, from three, it looks it looks a little skewed because of that big run we had at the second half and and you know, we're up by 15 in the second half was just kind of status quo, keeping them at arm's length. But you look at his his performance from three-point range, it arguably can can be the difference in the game, right? Because um, Ohio State really didn't have a, a problem scoring, especially down low it felt. It felt like when they, you know, when they got downhill and got into the hole, they were getting a lot of dunks and a lot of, you know, a lot of action by the hoop. So um, for Jalen to step up and, you know, he's a guy that's, it's, it's been pretty streaky as well. He's been he's been an offensive threat most of the season, but sometimes his outside shot has, has struggled. So it's it's encouraging to see him, just like the team, it's encouraging to, to see him get hot at the right time. Yep. Sensible for uh, Ohio State was definitely the 
troublemaker for us. Um, IU struggled to kind of guard him. Uh, Miller Cop was on him uh, during the second half. That's kind of when they when they got it as close as they did was kind of off the back of Sensabaugh, uh cutting up Miller Cop. And again, he's he's a tough matchup. He's a tall guy. He's big. He's physical. He's smart. He's fast. So he's just a good all-around player, and, and that's just a matchup nightmare. You, you put Miller Cop on, and he gets beat off the dribble. Um, you put they tried to put race on to nullify some of the size and, and he, uh, just kind of used his speed on him. And I think they had Trey on him for a while too. And Trey did a little bit better of a job cause he's got the speed and a little bit of the physicality to keep up with him, but, um, definitely kind of held, kept that team afloat with, uh, his play. Uh, the other fantastic, uh, thing to see out of this game and the last freshman to close out to talk about was Malik Renu. uh, and he had a 15-point game. Uh, he finished with eight rebounds, just too shy of a, over a double-double. Um, just the game has slowed down a little bit uh, for him. He hit a three-pointer even. That, that was uh, interesting to see as well. Um, it slowed down for him and everything. I think the one criticism I would possibly say about his game is that he gets a little bit of blinders occasionally when he gets the ball down on the, on the post. Uh, it's just kind of like, I've got the ball now. I'm, I, I've got to go get a basket. Um, would like him to get his head up a little bit more when he's underneath. And, and, and I mean, he's got a great tutor over him and Trace Jackson Davis, who is fantastic about that and has been even better of recent of keeping his head up and passing out of the uh, block with purpose. But great game for him. Something that's great to see, especially uh, when the next guy we'll talk about will be race. But race was struggling. Just great to see Malik get going. Your thoughts on Malik? Yeah, and and uh, it's it, you've really seen him. You know his his season. Obviously, when we look back upon it, how well he played early, and then his struggles. You've really seen him get back over that. Not to sound like Coach Woodson, but get back over that hump. Right? It's uh, you know, and and it wasn't unexpected. You know, anytime a, a freshman gets into big Big Ten play, especially a, a big physical guy like Malik, it's you know, it's it. it it's going to be a somewhat of a struggle, right? It's not too many times that, that freshman big guys, they've got to be special to come in and make an instant impact and not not go through a season with some struggles. But to see him kind of figure it out, right? And he's playing with such confidence, um, especially as we're trying to get race back. And clearly he's still, you know, race is contributing. And, and, and I thought he looked even better than he did against Minnesota yesterday. He's starting to get some stamina back, but still it makes it all that much more important that we've got another option on the, on, on the post. And Malik has provided that he just looks, he, he looks so confident down there now. And, and I feel like when he touches the ball with his back to the basket, a couple feet out that he, regardless of who's defending him, he's, he's got a really, really great chance to finish. And, and his field goal percentage speaks to that. And, um, you know, for him to provide that type of performance in, in 23 minutes of play, um, you know, you look at, you look at Maryland, they've got some, some decent, guys on the on the on the post and then Purdue you know we know what they've got down low but we're going to need him so to see him have this confidence at this time I think you know it's it's exciting for us moving forward yep and uh Trace Jackson Davis kind of an interesting first half for him um didn't really see anything obviously that stood out to him but he got going towards the end uh just eight points in the first half 10 in the second very interesting to see uh, his field goals, uh, four for 10 in the first, which kind of shows his struggles, and then four for eight in the second. Uh, but he gets gets to the line uh, in, in the second half, uh, makes both free throws. That was great to see. Finishes with 10 rebounds, another double-double for him. 
Um, and when you kind of break out those rebounds, eight, eight of them in the first half, two in the second. So took care of things on the board in the first half. Something that uh, I was thinking during the game watching his and, and, and one of the commentators mentioned it, which is, I was kind of bummed out because uh, he's to me kind of stole my thunder to talk about this. But one thing that still amazes me out of Trace is when he catches the ball and he just stands there for a moment before he makes his move, before he decides what he's going to do, and just has it in his left hand just palming it there. I mean, the the swagger that allows to just stand there and be like, like, yeah, I'm just holding this softball in my hand. This this thing's nothing. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it to my guy over there. He's gonna hit a three, or I'm gonna bounce bounce it a couple times on the floor, and then I'm gonna put it through that ring right in your face. Just the confidence level to stand there palming the ball. I I love that. That's there's so much swagger to that. Um, talk about Trace. What do you think of his game? You know, it's it's uh, it it. it, it. I, it's, it's funny that we, you know, we, when we talk about Trace's performance, it's, it's just eight points in the first half and just 10 points in the second half for eight, for 18 points. And, and we all do it, right? Because it's, you know, we've, we've come to, we've come to expect a, a specific performance from Trace. And when it's not that, that 25 or 30 points, you're like, yeah, he had kind of an off game with 18 points. And, and, you know, he, uh, he had a couple misses close to the basket, specifically early in the game that you know were halfway down. I mean, he easily could have had 25 points, I think. And you know, he had some misses that he normally connects on down low, but he also had some makes where they were no doubters, whether they were dunks or he took it right at somebody with his back to the basket. So this, to, to me, this was was a pretty standard trace performance, solid, dominant. I think in in, in some cases. Nothing to be concerned about because he didn't put up his normal scoring performance. But, you know, he's a guy that I think knew Jalen was feeling it. And, you know, he's, you know, I remember one of his misses, I think, was the was the rebound that Caleb Banks had for the and one, um, another one that he generally connects on. So uh, still, I think he's continuing to hit his stride at the right time. He's still, you know, I, I don't think this is a step back in any way, shape or form. I just I, I think, you know, it's just not the 30 that he's been putting up. Right. But uh, when you think about the threes that Jalen made, I think we'll glad we'll all gladly accept that. So all in all, really, really strong performance from Trace. Yep. And uh, Race Thompson, we've got him back in there. He's getting a little bit more extended run. Um, continues to do the things that Race does, just the hustle place and everything. Uh, the only thing I would say is that his offense, it just feels like it's just a slight click uh, from being back under his feet the right way. Um, the shots that, that he puts up, aren't far from going down. Um, they rattle around a little bit, just hit the front end of the iron and everything. They're in line. They've got a great line on them. It's just that touch is not quite back for him uh, the way it needs to be. It could be the brace that he's on, throwing his his extension off, his the bend of his knee and everything. But um, it'll come. It'll come with him. I'm not, I'm not too concerned, obviously. And when you have Malik uh, producing like he has, uh, it's not a concern for the team overall. Uh, anything you need to say about race in that that those regards? No, I think that just it's it's again. I, I mentioned I mentioned it the other day earlier this week after the Minnesota game when when um, when he when he after his performance against Minnesota, I think a lot of us expected to get race back in February. Um, you know, and I think in, in specifically me, I, I was surprised that he, he he was able to come back. And I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm glad he has. But for me, this is just him. You know, we, we, we talked about it then, right? He, he, he had a knee injury. And when you have a knee injury, 
you know, you think about all, you know, all the performance that you, you know, all the, all the stamina you build up over the off season and then end of the season, a lot of that goes away, right? Cause you're off that leg, you're losing, you know, you're losing a step, you're, you're, you're getting out of shape a little bit. So it's, it's going to take a little bit for him to get back to being the race that, that, that we've come to know and expect. And, you know, he still put up 21 minutes and, you know, was able to score five points. And I noticed his presence a little bit more. Um, yeah, he's struggling from the field a little bit, but again, I don't, I don't read too much into that. I, um, you know, because as you think about us, you know, what, what our season looks like down the stretch, we're going to need race Thompson. We're going to need his leadership. We're going to need his physical toughness, everything that, you know, he's our blue guy. We're going to need that race. So for me, this is just an opportunity for him to get back into figure out the game speed, get back into shape a little bit. And I think with each game that passes, we'll see a better and better race. I like what you said there. Noticed his presence. And that's, that's a good, good way to kind of, uh, sum up race overall just kind of that that worker that just kind of contributes the off the stat um play you just kind of notice his presence he's he's a nuisance he's he's doing some things here and there that you need um the rest of the guards uh for indiana finished with 17 points uh meaning guards meaning miller cop trey galloway and tamar bates nothing very overwhelming with them uh in this game three for nine from the field for them overall um did a good job on their men on the defensive end uh, and everything like that, but obviously uh, points and scoring was kind of handled by other guys. Nothing really to complain about or nothing really to shout out as far as uh, uh, high compliments to say uh, per se about those guys, but uh, anything you want to say about those three? Uh, no, I, th- I think you're spot on, right? I think that they, you know, there were moments for, for each of them, and, um, you know, I think that they contributed the way they needed to contribute. I think that um, for me, when you mentioned the rest of the guards, I kind of want to, and, and I apologize if you're going to get to this, but I kind of want to speak about what kind of we saw before the game. And that was Xavier Johnson out shooting without a boot. Um, and, and I, I see that, that how he mentioned in the chat and I've seen it too, our, our on ball defense, right? I think that at times it either looks like we're, 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 we're over helping a little bit, which puts us out of, out of position and makes us appear a step slow. Or, and I think we're figuring it out, right? You think about how bad it looked against Penn State. Um, so I think it's a work in progress. But when you think about X and potentially him coming back at some point in February and, and getting his legs under him and you start talking about our perimeter defense, I think to me that 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 bodes well for us going down the stretch. So I was really, really encouraged by the fact that he was out without a boot. I think some people were like, oh, he's going to play. I'm like, that doesn't seem realistic. This is the first time we've seen him without a boot. I don't know that it makes sense to bring him back against Ohio State, but encouraging nonetheless, right? I mean, if, if he wasn't on the mend, IU would have never put him. I mean, he could have easily been shooting back in Cook Hall, right? They would have never had him shooting out in Assembly Hall without a, without a boot. So that's really, really encouraging. And I think, you know, it bodes well for the rest of our perimeter guys. And we know what he brings, right? He's a guy that, that, that can score 20 points in any given night and one of our defensive leaders. So um, loved what our loved what our guards provided us, but I loved even more that we got to see that before the game. Yeah, I really think uh, with 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 X being out there shooting around at, at, at the beginning, it, it, it gets us excited and everything. And you think about what he did. Uh, he put out that video, too. If you follow him on Twitter, there was a video of him staying in the gym, working out, uh, getting in the pool, doing the tread treadmill for that and everything. And 
he's obviously hungry to get back in in the game and everything and 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 you want that hunger you want that excitement but you don't want him to force it and go back too early you don't want him lying to the trainer saying he feels good when when there's still a little bit of pain he needs to be honest with himself and honest with 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 everyone around but uh, it is exciting to see him out there uh, shooting around and especially again as he's been shooting around in a boot to be without the boot this time um, I wouldn't be surprised if at least he is hungry and trying to get back for that Purdue game um, will we see him as early as that I don't know um, that may be too wishful thinking and everything um as far as the over helping like you or you were saying or 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 how uh indiana's controlling the, the the dribbler and everything we've definitely skated by and that has been negated some of the negatives to that has been negated um as far as having a, a shot blocker like we have underneath uh trace does a lot of cleanup for for those types of situations so that helps big time uh, with, with what we're doing there, and maybe that's part of the game plan a little bit. Fake like you get beat, and then and then Trace will get them. Probably not, but uh, we could think about that. Um, great numbers to kind of uh, look at in this game. I use shooting was just fantastic in this game. Finished with uh, 1.303 points per possession in this game. And man, if you are an OCD person and like numbers that look really nice and even and everything uh iu finishes the game 50 percent from the field 50 percent from three and oh so close to keeping that 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 perfect looking percentage is a 70.6 percent from the field so shooting overall was just fantastic in this game another great great number to see is 17 assists from the team uh in this game again a very unselfish game for for iu and everything any numbers that that stick out for you, Martha? Yeah, you mentioned the offensive production, right? I think it was one point three two points per possession, which which I think has been their best in band play the, this so far this season. Um, and obviously, I think you contribute that to you know what we were able to do from the three point range. Um, you know, you mentioned fifty percent, right? And Jalen being six for nine, Miller not going down. Uh, Trey not going down. I think Samar not going down. Oh, and Malik. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Malik had one too. Um, you know, and it, he looked good doing it. He looked confident. It looked like, you know, right when he released it, he looked like he was confident he was going to make that. I don't know that I want him uh, continuing to shoot a bunch of threes, but uh, yeah, it was it has, nice it to see him race, not going down. Some race, John, uh, race Thompson uh, PTSD yes. with that too. <laughs> right. Don't get too confident, right? Um, but yeah, I think it's it's nice that he's got that freedom to, you know, in that situation, I think the game was well in control and he had a good look. And I think, you know, I think coaches Why not? certainly gives him a green light there. But, um, you know, I think that you also look at, I think you mentioned if you didn't, but um, the way they shot from the line to 70%, I think we'll take that. Um, you know, especially after I think against Minnesota, we only scored 10 points from the line. So uh, to walk away, you know, getting, you know, shooting, getting 20 points in the line. I think that's obviously a vast improvement. And, you know, I also thought another thing that we haven't mentioned was kind of getting an interesting look, you know, for all the, all the crap they get, it was interesting to get a look behind the scenes of the officiating, interacting with the the coaching staff on the broadcast. That was interesting to see kind of the mind games that coaches play with refs and, and how all that works. It was, it was fun to get a chance to see that. Um, you know, and I'm I'm sure with Coach Woodson they had to have like the the 
the mute button, uh, you know, with his uh, with his uh, language. I'm sure they had to have that mute button ready at any given moment. Um, I'd love to see that like content that we didn't see, right? I mean, who knows? Who knows what his interaction looks like? But yeah, all in all, some good stuff that, especially in areas that, that we've been known to struggle, whether it's not getting to the line or or shooting poorly from outside. So those are really the two stats that that stick out to me. Yeah, and uh, DJ Carton was that ref that was um, that was being mic'd up during the game, and he was a guy that I actually got to uh, speak to a little bit when I went to the Bahamas last season. Uh, there was one morning I was getting coffee, and and him and the other refs that were out there it was Courtney, uh, DJ Carton, and I forgot the third ref that was on out there in the Bahamas. But um, he's a very knowledgeable guy. He's a, he's a veteran in. Uh, Big Ten officiating and and obviously a confident man in that my interaction with him uh, personally very much came through and what you saw from him in 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 this little look into the uh, referees uh, a little comical to me with the uh, <laughs> the halftime showing them and the iPad talking through things that felt a little forced like we were watching some weird reality TV show and everything. So obviously a little bit of theater from them possibly in that, but um, just not, not too much to complain about um, per se in this, in this game officiating wise. I think they, they let them play through a lot of contact and stuff in this game. Sure. There were some calls missed and everything. And it was nice to see DJ kind of admit that to a degree. I think there was one play where he kind of, you heard him talk to Trace Jackson Davis and say, um, I, I saw that bump and everything, but once you went up with it, my view was blocked on that. Maybe he got you. Sorry, buddy, kind of thing like that. So um, interesting to see those interactions and everything. And I, I would like to see it more. And it would be very interesting uh, to possibly uh, get a player on this show at one point, which I'm trying to work on here. A uh, little spoil alert to to that we can talk about that, how, how that is and everything like that. Um so yeah, uh, very good game overall. Excited to see what IU was able to do in this game. Um, before we move on to talking about next game and everything, just go ahead and give me your kind of closing thoughts on this one. Yeah, I think and 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 Joel mentioned I saw it over in the chat how quickly we forget about the Minnesota game, right? I think we all had you know as we skated through that performance, and again it's. I think the perception in that game was Minnesota is already a team that's struggling. They're missing a couple guys. We should come out and have no issue. And we kind of, we kind of struggled our way through it, right? We found a way, which I think is, is you can't speak enough about that, but it was, it was a really, really ugly game. So to see us come out and, you know, I think people wanted to see us gain a little bit more momentum, momentum going into a tough week where we play, you know, we go on the road against a, uh, you know, Maryland team that's that's been playing really well. They've kind of turned their season around. Um, I think they they did lose at at Michigan, but they played Purdue really close at at, at Purdue um, within a possession of beating them. So they're a team that can beat good teams. So we've got to come out and be ready to ready to compete against that game, and then obviously uh, at home against uh, Purdue. So just a really you, know, you can't you can't speak enough about the week in Assembly Hall this week. You know, you, you look at what the women's team did against Ohio State and then to turn around and, and see the men do it. There's just a lot of momentum in that building. The women are back today. So hopefully another big crowd today. And, and I, I know Bloomington's going to go out and continue to support that squad. They deserve every minute of that. Um, but just you got to love what you're seeing from this team. I think many of us, including myself, had, had kind of 
you know, I don't want to say written the season off, but there were concerns when we were sitting one and four in the Big Ten. Um, and so to see us turn, it's all, all the credits to the squad. And again, I, I've said it a couple of times, I will gladly eat crow for us to be able to turn around like this. Um, it's it's tremendous to see. So excited about this week. Another couple opportunities that, you know, if we can, if we can get both of these, man, we're going to be in, in, in really solid spot moving forward. Yep, yep. You mentioned there that the women's play today at 2 o'clock. Um, sadly, that's on BTN Plus. So if you have BTN Plus, um, that's the way you can catch it. I, uh, out of uh, sheer ignorance, I guess, I, I, I forgot to cancel my BTN Plus from the beginning of the year. And then uh, when I noticed most of the women's games are on BTN Plus this season, which is a shame, which is shambles. It should They should be telecasted better for everyone to see. Um, but anyways... Um, happy I kept it because because now I'm able to watch those games uh, moving forward but it is at home so if you can get there get there uh, Joel in the chat says he'll be there he'll he'll always be there um, go bug him uh, go go poke the beast uh, uh, get him going it's always fun to get Joel uh, in an argument uh, Joe you know Joel you know I'm just uh, having fun at you um, but yeah, get out there. It's going to be interesting to see how students, how everyone shows up, um, after the, the big Ohio state game, they're playing Rutgers. It's not as big of an opponent, uh, but exciting to see what, what kind of energy and, and momentum they can continue to have for this team, uh, and this program. Um, like you said, uh, Tuesday is the next game IU has at Maryland. Let's continue. Let's hopefully continue this momentum that IU has right now and prove that we can continue to do it on the on the road get get a good good road win and then come back and be ready for uh arguably the 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 last kind of big game that we have circled on this schedule take care of purdue at home i think that's the only time we 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 uh see them this season so very very interesting stretch moving forward we have to take care of business continue to do what we do as a team but that will do it for this edition of Hoosier Morning After. Thanks for tuning in with us, guys. Uh, we appreciate you being here. We appreciate all of you that listen on the podcast to the replays of this show. And we appreciate all you that are here with us, Joel, Howie, and Jennifer. Thanks for the, you guys in the chat. Don't forget to like and subscribe to this video on YouTube. Um, we'll be back again on Wednesday morning for the next game. Very exciting very great team that we have and things that we have going on so guys go out there have yourself a wonderful day and as always let's go